This is Unearthed, a podcast brought to you by the WBRU News Team. And I'm your host, Audrey Kim. The Me Too movement was born in New York, but sexual violence against women is a global issue. Reporter Sherilyn Tan explores how international norms, like lad culture and double standards for wealthy expats, undermines consent practices abroad. Here's Sherilyn. Kiara, now a freshman at Brown University, takes a deep breath. She's preparing to bring herself back to a traumatic experience that occurred back in her 10th grade of high school. Kiara attended an international school in Singapore, where most students come from different countries. She thought that a diverse population would mean that the students would have a broad awareness on issues. However, she found that the students, especially the boys, viewed sexual consent with a very narrow lens. Even her ex-boyfriend. It was over two years ago, but she still remembers one incident very clearly. It was the, like the most disorientating half an hour of my life, especially upon thinking about it like later on. Like, even there are still moments like today, like when I find myself like wondering, like did I overreact? <laughs> and I'm like, no, I know you can't like you can't let someone have that much power over you. This happened a year after Kiara and her ex-boyfriend had broken up. They were at a bar, a place where people in her year would often go to on Friday nights. It was compact, cozy, usually filled with students who were underaged. I, like, in the moment, I was just very like, confused and kind of unsettled because I did need to leave and I needed to go back home. And it was just not great. Like It was just very, like I don't know. Like, I don't know, I, you gen- I, in that moment, I genuinely didn't feel like, I felt like my body and my mind were, like, separate. It had been a while since Kiara had brought herself to think about how she felt in that moment of helplessness. She pauses and fidgets a little as she finds the right words to continue her story. We did hook up, like, after we had broken up. And um, despite, like, us being on relatively good terms before, like, there was initial consent, but... At a point, like, I did not want it it to go further than it was. And I wanted to leave the situation. But rather than allow, like, being, like, doing what would someone would consider, like, the decent thing to do, just let the person leave. Um, He, he, like, said something along the lines of, you're in, I know you're enjoying this. Like, um, just, like, I know you're enjoying this, like, and he kept repeating that and like don't like like you don't need to leave i felt very helpless because i was intoxicated like not badly like i could still walk i was still functional but me against a rugby a five foot tall girl against a rugby player even in heels that's not a really a fair fight and i think like i also doubted myself like Am I the person, like, in the wrong? Like, just because I initiated this, does it mean that my consent was given for the whole duration? After it happened, Kiara couldn't stand seeing him. I did see him around, and my friends had him in his classes, and it was just a very, very uncomfortable experience. Like, whenever I would see him, I'd physically feel kind of, like, sick or, like, uncomfortable, unsafe. I don't know. I don't, like, even, like, the smallest of, like, touches from him, like, I can't. I just can't deal with it. Thinking back to her relationship with him, Kiara reflects on how he had integrated further into what she calls the lads-lads culture at her school after they had broken up. 
She says that the lads lads culture is like the stereotypical frat culture in America. Super heterosexual, like super, like athletic. You know, um, like they like go out and like drink a lot every weekend, and like very like, um, very conscious, but very self conscious like, internally. It's like the typical like <laughs> stereotype of the dude, but it seems very put, um, I'm not like obnoxious and put together on the outside. But the, if you like question their their sense of mas- masculinity or their heterosexuality, like they get very defensive. The period after Kiara's breakup with her ex-boyfriend was a period of teenage transition as well, as the lads lads matured towards the last of their high school years. I think the immaturity wore off, but I feel like the posturing like took on new form. It became more like sexual, in the sense like how many girls have you hooked up with? Who have you hooked up with?、Um, and like more like humor oriented, like you would use humor or like roasting to mask it. Not only that. But the lads, lads culture also enforced a double standard. Like for a guy, if you hook up with someone, it's like an achievement. For a girl, it's like a, it's, a, it's something to be embarrassed about. When it happened, I was like, I was very badly like slut shamed for it, and he kind of got away with it. And that was also very disempowering. I actually lost my faith in a lot of people after that. Like for a while, like I didn't trust like men. I guess, I guess I, I and I. I don't know. I felt like very dirty. Like I felt unclean, and I th- and I felt I was responsible because maybe I had gotten myself in the situation. Maybe I should have been more forceful. Maybe like I should have enjoyed it. There was a lot of gossiping at Kiara's high school, even though she didn't tell many people about it. The news eventually spread around. I think the way that it was like actually. Circulated, it was it just had like a hookup between an ex, like between exes, and that's why it was gossiped about so much, and like that just proves how he doesn't even recognize like there is something wrong with the whole situation. Like sorry, like you don't have to like if I and like how that the fact like that detail, and I had to I had tried to leave at least three times was completely removed from the narrative that was told, and if I like, and like, I don't know. It just—I just felt really defeated because there was no point, like, what, of me like clarifying what was said because it already circulated. There was already a dominant narrative, and like changing it would require so much energy that I didn't have, and I didn't—I didn't feel, and I didn't—I didn't feel like I owed any of these people an explanation because they were so hungry just for something to talk about. The teachers at the school were not much help either. While they did have classes on sex ed, they didn't really teach effectively, according to Kiara. As a result. The students didn't really have a good idea of how to approach sex, or to be aware of consent. We had a talk on like consent, and the person teaching it clearly had no idea how to talk about it because he's never been in a situation where he's had to like face, like feel like in danger. If like the professor or like the teacher is unable to like connect with like the peer, like with the students, it doesn't really translate because like even though the information was there, it wasn't necessarily made like relatable. And it was often like taught in like a very like condescending manner, and or not even condescending. It was just taught in like a way which wasn't engaging. It also painted the problem as something external to the school environment. That something would ha- which would happen in like the outside world, like in the society or like the job market or like in university, rather than the school. So, I guess that was kind of striking to me because like it showed like even if people do have access to like the resources, to necessarily like. 
educate themselves. They might not necessarily just take them or utilize them properly. Moreover, Kara felt that the school's reputation was sometimes prioritized over the well-being of the students. She tells me about another case of sexual assault that had occurred that seemed like it had been covered up by her school. In this case, the student was accused of sexually assaulting a few girls. He was like an expat and like white and like rich and it doesn't benefit the school's reputation for like the case to go to light. He was just asked to leave the school. He wasn't expelled. There was like no consequences for his actions. The school didn't put it on his record. The school didn't even bother doing anything with the community afterwards. I had tried to contact the school for a comment on this, but did not receive a response. At this point in our conversation, Kara grows more frustrated. It just bothers me how he was allowed to get away with so much, and like what the, and how that's so normal for men to get away, like for abusers to like, I guess essentially, like leave without any trouble, any trauma, or when their victims are. This is a generalization, but when their victims are like impacted, I guess, and how there's and how heavily they're protected, whereas like the, often like the victims are like shamed or like blamed. I don't know from everything from like clothing to like attitude to actions. Like you can't really win. Institutions which 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 are supposed to be protecting the person who's left behind just like allow like like the person the other person to just cruise along. It's just so frustrating. Like I don't know. I don't see any consequence to his life apart from the fact he had to like change schools. Whereas like the girls, like one of like them had to go to like emotional therapy for like quite a while for like two years I think, to like deal with the aftermath. It disillusioned me because like it made me think if I had come forward about this, like would this be the same response? Kiara's experience with hookup culture at Brown so far. Has been different to what she had expected. I think the guys are proud. I was genuinely surprised. Like the first time I hooked up with someone here, when they asked like for consent, I was like shocked. I was like, because that had never happened in Singapore, and like, I was just I don't know. It made me like I feel like people are much more respectful and aware of like those sort of like the nuances of consent. But at the same time, I feel like because of how hookup culture is so normalized here, like guys tend to be very like emotionally detached. While she appreciated that the guys she met seemed concerned about consent, she finds that there was a strong nature of hookup culture in college, especially as a first year. In the moment, people do enjoy it, but long term, hookup culture is very emotionally draining. I think as a first year, you come into college and you feel like you want to reinvent yourself because it's a time of like. Identity transition and change, and in that there's a lot of freedom. Having said all this, Kara feels that she's in a much better place now. She had participated in the rally for the #MeToo movement that was held last year at Brown. I've definitely went there events like concerning, like, for example, like the rally at Brown. Like I make sure to attend, and like to be someone who is like open and like open to being a pillar of support and like helping in any way I can. And to not be judgmental of others, I think, especially I know how that really made it difficult for me to process. This episode is brought to you by the WBRU News Team in Providence, Rhode Island. Special shout out to Ellie Morimoto, Elise Hart Kipnis, John Klein, and Chris Bannon for their help. Also, big thanks to Credo Duarte and Alex Stewart for scoring our intro music 
and Yashi Wang for our swanky graphics. The mission of Unearthed is to have people talk to one another, so we'd love to hear your thoughts. Leave us your comments on iTunes or DM us on Instagram or email us. Thank you for listening.